<laughs> Hooray! Nope. Welcome back to another PSVR podcast. It is the podcast about PlayStation VR. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today now you found it. with Matt Hazlett. Yes. Mike Burdett. Hi. And I am Brian Garthoff, and we are here to talk PlayStation VR. It's been here for about nine days, exactly. I've been playing that PlayStation VR. Today's episode will be about whether or not it's really for the everyman. But first, we can get to some, some VR you've been playing. Matt Higsley, you bought a game. It's a PSVR game, and you've played it in VR, but you don't have PSVR, so you've been playing it outside of VR. That's true. I also bought it. It's called Thumper, it's and we've awesome. both been playing it. Yes. Yeah, so Thumper, for those who don't know, is a little beetle rhythm game, and they describe it as rhythm violence, which is appropriate. Yeah. You're basically on this uh, little track, and you've got to slowly learn different techniques for uh, all the obstacles and notes coming up. I was surprised to find out that you told me that I did a pretty good job with the demo, because I did not die one time. Yeah, kind of went right through it, and you S-ranked a lot of that was going on, too. Yeah, it was uh, fun and very uh, immersive. Yeah, I uh, I was kind of worried when I was thinking about buying it um, because I'm not good at rhythm games mm-hmm. and this game's supposed to be hard. But given that it's mostly the left stick and X, I feel like usually my problem with rhythm games is trying to put my hands on a million different places at once to a certain time. Even though I'm only three levels in and I just, you know, the third level took a bit of effort on my behalf. I think I'll be able to keep up with this game. I don't know. There, there's some certain ways of, like, the way you take damage and stuff. It's You're not always necessarily penalized for missing notes. And um, Well, that changes later on. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, like, when there's rings above the track, like, you don't have to hit them with your wings. That changes later on. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I'm speaking too soon. But there's actually, um, there's some mechanics that are, like, like, you know how you can miss those beats like you can mm-hmm. miss a little beat and it doesn't really matter yeah later on there's ones where if you miss it it's an insta fail oh wow so you just die as soon as you miss it yeah it's not even damage it crazy. just kills you so it forces you to i think go back and play the earlier levels and get really good mm-hmm. before you move on i know i'm a little i know i'm a little further than you are but i'm starting to get to the point where it's like oh okay i see what this is where it's like twitch muscle memory like mm. play the level a hundred times because you'll be in things where you have to be in the air and mm. then you can go up again to fly and then you like you have to hit the wall while you have to hit the wall perfectly to maintain yourself in the air while you're flying and you're also now where i'm at you switch between different tracks yeah like how amplitude is mm-hmm. kind of so and if you don't switch the track at the exact right time you'll you'll take a hit because they'll put things on the track so that if you move too late or too early you, you can't move too early but if you move too late you'll hit an obstacle and take damage and you so you'll be moving back and forth while you're doing all the other mechanics that you've learned up to that point as mm-hmm. well uh, very quickly it's a hell of a it's like a one of those things where you're like oh oh i see what you do here oh well i nailed that move probably once out of every 20 times <laughs> right so and this is only level Four? There's I'm a half, almost halfway through. Not even halfway through. I've heard ridiculous things about the last level of that game too, and uh, 
I, don't, I, I like it a lot, mm-hmm. but I, I can't be intoxicated at all when I play it, <laughs> because even after a beer or two, I just crap at it. Like mm-hmm. I just cannot, and it's not fun either, because it's, right. it just becomes frustrating at that point. But I really, I think it's really immersive, even in non-VR, mm-hmm. because like, if you crank up the sound, the soundtrack is awesome. And I'm a big Lightning Bolt fan, too. Like I've, I've seen them live before, and we're listening to them for the past like, 12 years, probably more. Yeah, but that game is... There hasn't been anything like that recently. I, I know... Like, my, I had my girlfriend play a little bit of it, too, and she's like, well, this game is just too hard. That's bad design, because they don't... And I'm like, no, listen. It, they've made it hard on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, it's intentionally difficult. Because f- for the first couple levels, uh, mechanic-wise, they teach you it at the beginning of the level, right? Yeah. But by the time you get to level four, they don't teach you anymore. You just have to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Or at least... I haven't gotten past level four, but that's, like, where I'm at. Like, she was watching me play, and I'm like, oh, what the hell? How do I do this? She was like, well, shouldn't they teach you that? Isn't that bad design? I'm like, well, no, I I think that they were doing you a courtesy for the first couple levels because you're new to it, but now they want you to put on your big boy pants and figure it out yourself. That game is brutal difficult, though. It's, I'm, level three, man, there's probably some sections where I died... 10, 15 times? Yeah, uh, level 3 was tough until I reined it in a little bit. Um, the things that like come in and lock the track, where you have to land those jumps, and then the final boss where you have to do 3 consecutive, and I kept getting 2 consecutive. Yeah, and then, and then it starts the pattern over again. Yeah, botching the 3rd, so... There's some hard ones, too, because if you're... I'm, I'm trying to get good at like getting everything, because I know what's coming where you do have to get everything... Um, and I would kind of like to S-rank as much of it as I can. Yeah. The, what's really hard is, like, where you have to get up, go up and hit the ring with your wings, mm-hmm. and then there's a wall right after it, mm-hmm. and if you aren't that, you have, like, a millisecond to get that input in, and if you don't, you're going to crash into the wall. So you either have to choose between getting the ring and maybe crashing into the wall or just ignoring the ring because you don't want to die. Mm-hmm. But getting when you do get the ring and then get the wall after it, it's so satisfying. Yeah, or when you get like one of those long things there where like the notes continue, yeah, um, yeah. and have they like alternate back and forth in level three uh, for this one section. And every time I strung that together, I was like, "Oh, that was awesome!" Yeah, and, like yeah, it, it seems like a game that I don't even know if I'm going to be able to beat, but I'm going to definitely try it a lot. There's some parts where I like how the music lines up with. Mm-hmm. Like, because the, the music is it's pretty uh, abstract, um, atonal kind of stuff. It's like industrial. But, but then there's some parts where, like, a fat beat just drops out of nowhere, and you, you're playing something easy, and it lines up with the beat perfectly, yeah, yeah, and you're like, I did notice, like, uh, in the demo, okay. it was kind of like, oh, this sounds kind of, like, disjointed, and it, like, started to, like, come together, and I was like, ooh, I like this. Yeah. It was also one of the... Uh, demos that I played and like all the experiences I've had, like it's the one that I got the most kind of the the mo the biggest factor of like the size of things and scope of things. Because in that demo, you come to that last like the boss in the last part, and you do get this like sense that they t- kind of talk about one of the high points of VR, where it's like this massive scale mm-hmm. where you do feel like small in comparison to the environment you're in. Because it is that it's that like giant totem head or whatever, and it's just like you feel like you have this like oh holy lord moment where it's like oh it's massive and like you see how long the rope is getting to them and it's still like taking up the screen and moving in this gigantic like exaggerated movements and it's just a really cool. What I don't yeah. I don't like though is I, I went back to the first level and started trying to S rank everything. Uh-huh. 
which is super easy once you've beaten the third level. Yeah. But uh, what I don't like about it is... So you have to S-rank everything all in one go, right? Yeah, you can't go back to the section. Right. But, so when you get to a checkpoint, if you mess up right before the checkpoint, and since it's so fast, the checkpoint just comes, you just have to start the whole level over again. Yeah. Which I had to do twice just because I, like, missed the last, like, hit right at the checkpoint. And then I was like, oh, no. Or there's one where, like, I didn't do something perfect, but I didn't realize it. And, and then when I got to the checkpoint, it gave me a B. Mm-hmm. And I was already, like, five sections in. So I, I did that, started again, got, like, six sections in and messed something up. And realized I had to start again. And I was like, you know what? I'll wait for a day when I have a <laughs> yeah. lot of free time. I, hopefully they'll tweak that game. I would like, you know, some difficulty adjustments and that, like, ability to hop the sections where you mess up. I also think it's easier in VR, in my opinion, because you can see what's coming up better. Mm-hmm. Because you can kind, because of, you know, a lot of times the track kind of goes up in front of you and stuff. Yeah, and you can kind of look glance upwards to yeah. it better. And when I'm playing on a screen, there's sometimes where I really just don't see a turn coming, and I'll play the section like five times in a row, and every time I don't see the turn coming because it's just it it moves so fast. Mm-hmm. I feel like when you have that depth perception that the VR headset gives you, it's a lot easier to see stuff coming up. Whereas on, on a screen, it just feels like blistering fast. And I, I feel like you have less time to react because you, you don't see it as something physically in front of you. And, and it's more like traditional, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, let me get to a few other VR dangles I've been playing here. Tried to get into Valkyrie again. They had this weird thing where they had like... For day one, you're supposed to get, like, this Founder's Pack stuff where it's, like, a couple of cosmetic items and small amount of currency because that game has microtransactions in it. And I didn't, like, I got the code and redeemed it on my phone and nothing ever downloaded and none of the contents in my game. And that's, like, a problem, like, a bunch of people have had. So I don't actually care enough to contact E or CCP Games and, like, file a ticket with them or whatever, but that's kind of lame. I have certain problems with that game. The way the UI works is, like, you lean in for a menu, but the prompt to, like, select the thing doesn't happen unless you're, like, looking at it a certain way, and I can't find out, like, what way to look at it sometimes, so I'm, like, sometimes I'm just trying to go to, like, the ship hangar, and I'm, like, leaning in, like, hovering around the ship, and nothing's working. Yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, I've been kind of bummed at, at what I've played of E Valkyrie so far, which is not that much, so I guess I'll wait and see. But, yeah, that's it's kind of been a bummer. I also played more of PlayStation VR Worlds, which is uh, five minigames. I think I said four last time we were talking about it, but um, the uh, the two that I played, well, actually, the three that I played the most of so far, I played the Ocean Descent ones are just, like, look around, and it's pretty much like there's the one with the shark, and then there's two where you're just kind of looking at environments, and it's the same environments as the one with the shark, mm-hmm. so it's almost nothing. The other one that I tried was the VR Luge, which was pretty rough when I tried it, and... Boy, I don't know if I'm going to be able to even do that. Made you sick? Didn't make me sick. What was happening is... So it wasn't making me sick, but when you would steer into, like, an obstacle or a wall, sometimes, like, you have these, like, legs and feet that aren't ears in front of you, and they'll just go to the side right after you hit something. Imagine, like, you're going at this really 
breakneck pace and then back off center that whenever you bump into something it's just not good like <laughs> like it feels jarring if yeah it feels jarring and it kind of throws me out of focus and i just really didn't like playing it that's but, how i felt about who they liked since it also made me sick yeah i didn't feel sick at all but i mean i don't know what would have happened if i Play it for a few more minutes. Uh, the one thing that I've been playing on there that I really like in VR Worlds is Danger Ball, which is funny because that's one of the things that I was not that excited to play at all. But it's basically, you know, Pong, first person, and the opponents you're facing all have, like, a secret ability. Some will make the ball, like, spiral. Some will, like, catch the ball, sort of, like, shake it up and then throw it in a random direction. But it seems really, really fun. Like, there's a... Like a score attack one where you don't have an opponent and there's just tiles on the back wall and you just are trying to aim for the most points and not letting the ball get past you. Um, but I played that for like 20 minutes the other day and I thought Danger Ball was actually one of the most fun things I've played so far. Uh, and it doesn't use any controller input, just the head tracking. Oh, um, so I thought that was really cool. Uh, one thing I noticed is I think my classes are like... Other than that, I beat Job Simulator, which I guess I can give uh, sort of a quick review of Job Simulator. Basically, you have the four tasks, the garage mechanic, chef, the Media store clerk, store, yeah. and um, the... Office worker? Office worker, yeah. Each job is going to give you like 20 tasks, and you can kind of do them at your own pace, or you can do them in free play mode. But once you beat all the jobs, they unlock these like game genie carts... And there's, like, a low-gravity one and, like, something that makes all the objects bouncy. Didn't screw around with those too much, but I did all the jobs and did some little free-play stuff, just screwing around with things, seeing what would do what. I thought it was cool. It is the only game that asked me to stand, but second or third time I played it, I ended up just pulling a stool over into this area and pointing a camera over here Mm -hmm. and playing it that way. I thought it was fun, but... The novelty wears off a little bit. By the time you're at that 20th task, you're like, okay, yeah, I'm actually kind of ready to play something else. So I would give it, I guess we've been grading everything, so I'm going to review things on a grade scale. I'll give it a C plus. Totally worth uh, checking out if it interests you, but kind of left me wanting a little bit more. And very easy platinum trophy I got, Job Simulator. Basically just have to do all the jobs and then like do one special thing and yeah it's all pretty painless but i thought it was cool i would hope they would add stuff in the future i don't know if they will but for 30 bucks it's pretty pretty it's like two hours worth of stuff so uh other than that i tried out some some apps invasion which is like a quick animation um it's almost like i think they're trying to be the pixar of vr uh and that really wasn't for me, all that much. I tried cinema mode. I tried playing the Virginia demo in that. I did not want to do that at yeah. all. <laughs> well, it's just, not? it's just weird feeling. I was r- uncomfortable. I don't really know. Maybe it's the walking, but it, it just didn't feel right. I was just like, this is not the way I would play this game ever. So why am I going to try to do it for no apparent reason other than to try it? Um, so you would rather play it on a TV screen? Yeah, totally. And how, thing did, would, how did it look? It looked fine. I mean, it's a little lower resolution, but that's a low-poly so game. What, what was it about it that you didn't that made you not like cinema mode? 
Well, it's not even that I didn't like cinema mode. I just don't think I would want to play first-person games in cinema mode. Oh, because it's weird. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's that one. It's not like stuff's moving very fast in Virginia. So I, 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 can't, I really can't even place it. It's just the moving, like, movement fell off. Okay. But when I watched um, Invasion, I thought that was fine. That was like a 360 video. I tried the Hulu VR. That was also something I would absolutely never do. Yeah. There's just no point. <laughs> it's pretty pointless. And then I, I did want to check out some more games. I, I want to play around some more with it. I want to see what XCOM is like in video, cinema mode. Because I would almost feel like that would be really cool. Because it's like that sort of board game, top-down, grid-based stuff. Or isometric, grid-based stuff. But then I tried the Viridio VR. Sort of like a YouTube for VR. And I thought that was pretty cool. Um... It's weird, like, when they have videos that, like, put you in a room full of other people. Because it does feel like you're in a room with a bunch of other people. Right. But I think, right now, at least, 360 video is just kind of a gimmick to me. I don't see the lasting appeal. Like, I, I think it's cool just to be like, oh, wow, I look in every single direction and it's not my couch, living room, everything. It's like an island and yeah. beaches and stuff like that. But I would never want to constantly shift in my chair watching something, you know? Yeah. So I, I guess some of that stuff's interesting. I'd be more interested in the 180 stuff where it's just a field of view in front of me. Personally, I think live events are what I would want most out of video, like sports, mm -hmm. concerts. You're looking like at the that. one thing. You don't need to care about what's behind you or negative. like... Yeah, and, and those are actually the things that's like, oh, well, you know, like, just yesterday I went to Pennsylvania to see with CK Live. And if I could have put on my VR headset and spent, you know, half as much and not done the super long drive, I would have done that. Yeah. And that would have been cool. But, you know, it, it seems like th there's a ways to go. I think there's enough people out there, and with the phone and headset stuff, that if anything VR is ever going to be, like, a main mainstay for the technology that will be video because phones are always going to be video capable and always going to have great screens and stuff like that the, the psvr screen is a little bit underwhelming sometimes but it suffices and the technology is new enough that it, it doesn't bother me so that's cool other than that do you guys think uh back to the main topic the psvr or vr in general is uh ready for the layman do you think we're all just in a VR honeymoon phase, uh, like 3D, and it'll sort of come and go with the times. Uh, or do you think VR is uh, kind of here to stay, and more people should get out and try that? I know I've seen some uh, some headsets in stores now. I kind of, I, personally, where I'm at, I kind of think it fits both those. I think it'll be around, but I also don't think it's for the everyman either. Mm -hmm. And I think it just kind of depends. Like, even me, like, I've enjoyed my experiences with it, but I still, like really have no interest in buying one. Yeah. And that's just where I'm at. Mm -hmm. um, well, the games aren't there either yet. Well, I mean, that's the point, but it just it's just not my particular pertain way of wanting to do that. Mm -hmm. And it's more of a, I would be more in, uh, interested in the, you know, sports and entertainment side of it, seeing a concert, seeing a sports venue, something like that. That might be something cool. But in terms of gaming, I think overall it's still... I'm still at that, I like sitting there on my rear with a controller and mm -hmm. and not having to worry about a setup or a takedown or, or, you know, if I have to stand up or sit down or how much space or whatever. So I'm more, and, I'm, and one again, once again, I'm not always people that maligns it either. I think it's just, 
I think it is something, unlike what they tried to make motion controls for, which is like, this is going to be like an innovative new way to do this. I think VR is going to really hit a stride when they kind of embrace it as a, this is not for everyone, but the enthusiasts that are into it, we're going to make a lot available for them. And so that's kind of thing, oh, kind of my idea of it so far. What about you, Bags? Um, Dr. Bags. I don't know. I think... Are you still excited to possibly get your own? Yeah, but if I do, it won't be until next year. Yeah, until games start showing up. Yeah, I, th- I think that this is just really hard to tell because right now, most of the content available is like tech demo territory mm-hmm. and stuff. Then there really isn't a, like a full like get single player experience game type thing, and I'm not even sure if that's what VR needs. Right. But it definitely needs it needs something that you can look at and say, okay, there's no better way to experience this than in VR, and this is something that everybody needs to experience. Mm-hmm. I can't really say that about any of the content available right now. Uh, for, for any of the VR headsets. Yeah. For, for VR in general. I, it's all really cool, and I definitely think everybody should try it. But I, I can't really say that, like, oh, my God, everybody needs to go spend $400 on this right now. Yeah, totally. Or 600 or 800 or whatever, for whatever VR solution that you would choose. Just the, the content's not there. For me, there's three or four things that I think are super dope. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, and there's still, like, a few things that I really want to try, but it's like... Boy, Battlefield came out this week, and I, like, bought that, was so hyped for it, and it's like, yeah, I'll eventually get around to playing Res and Rush of Blood and stuff, but I'm in no crazy hurry, especially with, like, like I'm hoping, like, Sports Bar, B- Sports Bar VR just came out, and I'm hoping that I've ends up being something that. That, I, that I really like, because um, I was excited about that. It was between that and Thumper, and I kind of feel like I screwed myself, because I'm going to get, like two more levels deep in Thumper and be stuck there forever. What if you just get really good at Thumper, though? But that's the other side of the coin. So, yeah. I, like, part of me wants to be like, hey, what do I mean I'm not good at rhythm games? Like, what does that even mean? And, like, try to, like, debunk this myth I've created about myself. Yeah. And I just start playing, and I'm like, well, this is pretty hard. It's like I always consider myself completely terrible at first-person shooters, but I'm actually okay at Overwatch. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'm not terrible at first-person shooters, I just am terrible at certain first-person shooters. Well, and I think usually when you jump into a shooter, unless it's right when everyone else is getting it for the first time, there's going to be the people who always play shooters stomping on you for a little bit. Right, that's why, like, I've never owned a Call of Duty game. Mm -hmm. So to get in now, I'm playing against people that have been playing Call of Duty for 10 years at this point. Totally walking into the buzzsaw. There's just no point even... Well, well, I can do it. But I'm going to be very frustrated for a few months. But yeah, to, to, to I guess, final like uh, point on the question, the mm-hmm. topic at hand. Yeah, like I was saying, there's three or four things that I think are super dope. And, and I would love to buy a PSVR to play them. But I would buy a P- PSVR to play them. And I think after a month or so, I would be done until more stuff comes out. No. So... It's a, it's, it's a cool... That's a, But that's the price you pay early adopting most things. Yeah, just like when PS4 came out, we had Killzone Shadowfall. And, and like, Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Black Flag yeah. was like the best game out. Yeah, and Knack. And, and, and Resogun. And, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I, I mean, 
But it, that's a fair criticism, too. Because, yeah. But it, it also applies to lots of different things. And I think it applies to all VR headsets, too, not just like PSVR. Oh, yeah. I think they're all waiting on they're the killer waiting. game. Yeah, and I mean, I could see myself, even after I finished Thumper, if I owned PSVR, you know, maybe once a week or so, I would hop in and play a couple levels of Thumper. Mm-hmm. Or maybe a round of Valkyrie or Rigs or what have you here and there. But I think, whereas I could totally justify buying a PlayStation 4 on launch because I knew that that would be a system that I would be gaming on regularly for the next coming like years. Yeah. Where I'm not certain exactly what type of software is going to be coming. I mean, I've seen some of the games that are coming up, like mm. Farpoint looks cool and there, there's a couple other things. Robinson the Journey looks pretty cool. Yeah, but I'm not... I'm not completely... I'm not certain that those games are going to be amazing. Yeah, same with Resident Evil 7. Like, I'm really hoping that is the game that is like, yeah, okay, Resident Evil 7's out. Not only is it a good game, but, man, in VR, like, it's a whole new... See, and that's the thing. If if that does happen, then I'll probably buy one in Mm -hmm. January. But if if it comes out and people are like... And all the media outlets and everybody on forums is saying, yeah, well, it's cool in VR for... Uh, you know, twenty minutes or so, and here and there. But it's I prefer playing it on the screen. Mm-hmm. Then maybe VR is not something I need until they, somebody really needs to figure out that killer, that killer app that that uh, something that takes complete advantage of it in every way and isn't a game that you're going to play for an hour and never boot up again. Mm-hmm. Which yep. is the way I feel. So about- you're thinking like Half Life Three VR exclusive. Yeah, VR only Half Life Three. Uh, I think I think uh, that would piss off so many people. <laughs> <laughs> I think Sony could uh, go the extra mile and give uh, extra value proposition to PlayStation VR right now because people who didn't get the bundle and stores are playing even more than I paid mm-hmm. to get the Move controllers and camera. Also, I think it's just a matter of time before they start putting VR games on PlayStation Plus, which would be a good reason for like. Once you guys bought Vitas, you were like, oh, well, I already have a bunch of Vita games because sure, yeah. PlayStation Plus games. Well, they're going to have to have more VR games first. Yeah, I mean, give it some time. The other thing is people have already started figuring out ways to get the PSVR to work on their PCs. Mm-hmm. So you can already... I'm pretty sure you can boot up Steam VR games on the PSVR. Uh, people just haven't figured out yet how to get the... Um, the PC to read the head tracking data sent from the PSVR. Yeah, I but, saw that there's a way to use it with an Xbox. Yeah, you could just, you just can use, use it with, like cinema. You can use it with any HDMI device, mm-hmm. but people have actually figured out a, like how to get the PC to recognize it and like access all of the data from the head tracking and stuff. Okay. So once they get that working, which I don't think will take too super long, you'll be able to play any PC games that you have that are VR compatible with that headset. Or probably not any, because I'm sure there'll be quirks here and there based on um, head tracking stuff, you know, uh, and, and based on the different... I'm not sure how the coding languages work for all the different headsets and stuff, but it seems promising. And if I could use a PSVR to play any VR game, I, th- I think that I would... As soon as that happens, I would go buy one. Yeah, and they're way cheaper than the competition, too, so... Yeah, I mean... If I'm gonna, four hundred dollars is fine for what the PSVR is, mm-hmm. but and the step up, is, I I do want to get a Vive eventually, but I I can't justify almost a thousand dollars. Yeah, and they are luxury items at the end of the day, and this is sort of like 
playing the waiting game similar to when I first got a PS4. I was still playing my PS3 all yeah. the time. So, you know, I still, I played PSVR every day this week, but I still, I'm taking it slow with the demos. I still haven't tried uh, Wayward Sky and a few other things, so I want to get back to and check out. I still I haven't really done much of the London Heist at all, because I want to space everything out, make sure, like, I did everything there was to do in Job Simulator. I'm not totally feeling the Valkyrie, but uh, I'll get back to it, and uh, I'll keep checking stuff out. I know, uh, I know there's more coming, so. Yeah. Uh, all right, that will take us to the feedback we uh we had a couple nice men on the internet and they could be women because their pictures are llamas and guitars oh good but they they hit us up on gamerai.com so i thought i'm gonna hit them up now on this podcast and i would like to thank mr guitar lab aka heavy metal demon saying he's enjoying our podcast and hopes we'll continue to make them we will every monday as long as i can do that which should be a while We've been doing another podcast for a while, so we've got a good track record. Yeah. Um, and a llama whose name is Pop Popatol. Popatol says he's enjoyed every episode so far. Thank you, Mr. Popatol. But Except for this one. He's going to hate He's going to hate this one. Not everyone enjoys all of our episodes. We went to iTunes to check out the reviews. We got one review from Frosty 121 Need to do more research. This came after our first episode, so he heard one episode, reviewed it right away. It says, it was okay. It didn't seem like real PlayStation fans. Ooh. Ooh. I know more than them about PSVR and its launch titles, and it's not even my job. Well, let me tell you something, Jay Frosty. This is not our job. (laughs) I actually just got off of 11-hour shift at my job to come do this for fun. But I do appreciate your compliment, saying that we're so professional in a roundabout way, that this is our job. He thought we were professional podcasters. So, so I, nice. two out of five, but the professional comment, I'll take it. Uh, he also said our audio quality is bad. I know. I know, Jay Frosty. I'm trying my best. Okay? <laughs> I, uh, I have plans to eventually upgrade us to a more studio-like room with some other stuff, so it should improve over time. Thank you for the two stars, though. Seriously, from the bottom of my heart. And thank you to Taco Surprise for giving us a five-star review. It said, a quick and enjoyable pod on PlayStation VR. Great job. Keep it up. So, most of the positive feedback this week, boys. That's good. Nice. I'll take it. And the negative feedback was assuming that we were getting paid for this, which I could understand being disappointed in the product at that point. I can't understand that, (laughs) but I accept it. Yeah. Um, Alright, leave us some more feedback of your own at uh, GameRai at gmail.com or at GameRai on Twitter or an iTunes review because we'll read those. Uh, in the meantime, tell us uh, what are your favorite PSVR games are that you're looking forward to. I'm looking forward to that Resident Evil, that Robinson the Journey, maybe some of that sports bar. I'm looking forward to Farpoint. I think that looks like the cream of the crop. It does look cool. Um, I, I think the little aim controller looks a little bit weird. I still got to give Riggs a fair shot, too. There's a lot of yeah. stuff out there. I, wanna, I wouldn't buy the gun controller for Farpoint, but I would probably make my own that's just cardboard and tape. I would try to find that. I wonder what those like old Killzone 3 sharpshooter controllers are going for. Yeah, do you think that'll work? Yeah, you just loaded the move into them. Yeah. In the same way. Let me see if I can find one of those on Amazon. A thousand dollars. Seventy-five hundred dollars. There's one guy, he owns every single one. I'm surprised 
I wonder if people, a lot of people bought those originally because I own the PlayStation Move and I played the first hour of Bioshock Infinite with it. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> That's it. I played Sports Champions. That game's pretty sweet. Yeah. This is actually my first experience with the PlayStation Move is PlayStation VR and I enjoy it. I enjoy the games they use the move and I enjoy the ones where I can just sit on controller and as far as like setup and stuff goes I know Mike you had mentioned it sort of briefly earlier I felt now anytime I want to play a VR game it takes me like 20 seconds like I yeah. got my everything is set up in a way to where it's not a hassle which That's good. at first was kind of like especially with Job Simulator before I could figure out how to even use my space for that yeah now if I want to play Thumper no second thought just put it on I've made the point of buying everything digital in VR because I don't ever want to pop in discs to play something short, you know? Yeah. But I do have VR Worlds that came with mine and the demo disc that came with mine, so still doing a little bit of that back and forth. And that will do it for this week's PSVR podcast. If you got some PSVR doodads you want to talk about, send them our way. And if you like what you heard... We're bona fide naughty boys on the Games Gone Awry podcast. Here's get lewd and rude and terrible to one another and yeah, we the people we stuff love. Like, and then, and I'll, and then I'll, you're in the. That'll do it. <laughs>